All right, so in today's podcast, I'm just going to cover five easy ways to up your security at home. And these are going to range. I'm going to start off with uh, three free ways to increase your security and then move on to two uh, paid ways to do it. Um, I really think they're all important. They hit on a bunch of stuff that people uh, regularly miss or just really neglect. Um, so if you're looking to up your security uh, in today's increasingly digital world, these are all going to be great choices. So the first is uh, antivirus and malware protection. Um, if you have a Windows 10 computer, those now come with uh, Windows Defender built in, which does a pretty good job. Um, but I wanted to highlight a free option that brings you the known protection and uh, know how behind a major enterprise um, offering. And so that's Sophos Home. If you don't know Sophos, they do a bunch in the uh, enterprise firewall market. Um, it's something that we used at my previous job, but they have a free home offering um, that brings you that same sort of enterprise quality uh, virus malware protection uh, for both Mac OS and Windows um, for free. So the software that you know would cost hundreds or thousands of dollars per year uh, for businesses is available free for consumers. Um, you get, when you create an account, you can add up to 10 computers per account. You can uh, do settings for kind of like parental stuff to block out certain websites. Um, and not only is this scanning your computer for current threats, but it's protecting you in real time. So if you're, you know, downloading a sketchy file, um, it's going to scan that for, you know, malware and viruses. And, uh, you know, not only is it using, uh, you know, pre-built definitions, but it's actually looking and saying, okay, what is this file that's just been, you know, downloaded and is installing? What is it trying to access? Um, is it behaving like a normal application or is it behaving like a virus? Um, and so you can get that for free. Um, just by going, uh, Googling Sophos Home, setting up an account, downloading it, signing in, and you're all set. Um, so great way, um, to kind of up your personal security. Uh, the next big one is going to be two-factor authentication. So this is another freebie. Um, it's available with many services. You've probably already used some form of it. Um, essentially what it does is require you to, um, get a text message or notification on an app um, that uh, serves as an extra layer of security. Um, if you've, you know, gone to go sign into, you know, a bank website and, it, you know, wants to send you a text message, that's two-factor authentication. Um, so with most of these services, you can set them up so that, um, like, you've got trusted devices. So, you know, if you're constantly logging into your bank account, you don't necessarily want to get those prompts all the time. Um, you can also set up with a lot of these services authentication apps uh, like Google Authenticator or Azure Authenticator. Um, and instead of text messaging back and forth, you can set it to get, you know, like a little notification pop up that you click OK and it logs you in. Um, but essentially what these do is they require that for someone to access your account, 
they have to have not only your username and password, but also your mobile device. So, you know, if you're using a uh, password that's easily hackable, um, or, you know, somebody gets a hold of your Excel document with all your passwords in it, um, two-factor basically lets them, you know, get up to the sign-in page, but not actually access your account, because they're going to need that second uh, form of authentication. Um, a lot of if you've got, you know, there are way too many banks and providers to name, um, but if you just want to Google a service, you know, Bank of America two-factor or, uh, you know, Umqua Bank two-factor or, you know, Google two-factor, Facebook two-factor, Twitter, um, a lot of those services provide it. It's, you know, as easy as, you know, logging in, going to settings, enabling the security uh, for two-factor um, and then being on your way. Um, so that's a great way um, to prevent yourself. So even if your password's compromised, people still can't get to your account. Speaking of passwords, um, password management. So for this, I'm recommending LastPass. It's a free solution for your computer and your mobile devices. Um, essentially what you do is you set, you know, one master password. And the idea then is to... Uh, record all of your passwords in this one location. Um, so it's, you know, if somebody has your computer login, say you're sharing a computer uh, with your kids, but you don't want them to have access to all of your passwords. You can set up uh, LastPass and sort of put those behind another password. Um, and you can also use LastPass to generate truly random passwords. Um, so instead of, you know, password one, two, three, exclamation point, um, just completely unintelligible uh, letters, numbers, and special characters with the idea being that as long as you know your master password, um, you don't have to worry about remembering the other passwords. So you can download a Chrome extension, a Firefox extension, uh, apps for iOS and Android, um, and truly up your game as far as password security. So you're no longer using those easily compromised or easily guessed passwords uh, and taking it truly random with LastPass, which is free, uh, again, for home users. So an incredible piece of software. The next big one, um, and I think is probably one of the biggest uh, areas of concern um, that people just have no visibility into and are not, not really aware, um, and this is your router for your home. So a lot of uh, ISPs, internet service providers, provide you with a modem. And so the modem is basically what brings the internet up to your house. And then the router uh, handles giving all of your devices IP addresses. So basically giving them a little sliver, you know, giving them a, uh, a digital address, essentially. Um, to let them get out to the internet. Um, and so a lot of times the routers and modems that come from uh, providers are, you know, they're meant to really just get the job done so Comcast can, uh, you know, wipe their hands clean and walk away. Um, first, if you're going to be using their modem, uh, make sure that you log in and change the password. By default, a lot of these modems and routers keep super simple, easy to Google and guess passwords. 
um, that can leave you exposed. So change the password, <laughs> put it in LastPass, make it truly random. Um, I would also recommend that uh, if available and if it's compatible with your service, that you just buy a modem. Um, there's nothing worse than um, spending, you know, five or six dollars a month paying Comcast for a modem rental when you can go out and get a great modem for, you know, 60, 70 bucks that you own, that you can take with you when you move. Um, and that's going to provide a lot of the same functionality, uh, sometimes even faster speeds, uh, higher quality. Um, the lone exception is if you have uh, a telephone line through your ISP. Um, so like if you have Comcast and you've got a home phone line, um, most modems that you buy, um, like the Aeris surfboard models, don't work with cable telephony. Um, so that's the one caveat. Um, but the recommendation here is that you should have an auto-updating router. And so there are a bunch of them out there. Uh, Eero does a great um, Wi-Fi system. Uh, Luma, Plume, Google Wi-Fi. And then um, Google also did, before they had Google Wi-Fi, uh, on Hub. They worked with two manufacturers, Asus and TP-Link. Um, so I'm just going to quickly cover the use cases. But the essentials for all of these is that um, they auto-update. Uh, the chances that you've actually updated your firmware for your router, um, low single digits. Most people... <laughs> Um, set it up and then never look at it again. Um, and so having those updates is really important for security reasons. Um, a lot of times, if you follow IT news at all, you'll see, you know, Netgear routers are now vulnerable to, you know, XYZ. Um, most people just don't update them because it's a hassle and they just don't think about it. Um, I stayed with family this weekend and uh, logged in and saw that, you know, the last firmware update was done in 2011. The most recent firmware was only 2012. Um, and so a lot of these, you know, people think, oh, I can just go get a, you know, $30 Wi-Fi router and that's going to do the job. Um, yes, it's going to get you up and running, but it's likely going to leave you vulnerable to security attacks, um, which these, all these products solve. So basically you download a mobile app for iOS or Android. You, um, in the case of the Google and OnHub products, you would just sign in with your Google account, which is super nice and easy. Um, the others, you would just create account, create a random password, put it in LastPass. Um, and essentially what these do is uh, auto update. So security patches, performance improvements happen automatically. Um, and then also, um, you're able to remotely administer your network. Um, some of these offer, like Luma offers great uh, parental features for like really easily setting. Um, they basically use the uh, movie rating system to say, okay, this device can access PG-13 stuff. This can only access, you know, G-rated stuff. Un unrated access um, you can even pause Wi-Fi with Luma um, 
I think some of these others also offer the same functionality. Um, but essentially, you get this really easy to manage um, device that creates this uh, incredible wireless network. So if you have a larger house or you've got you know, thick concrete walls or something, you know that Wi-Fi coverage can be spotty. And so the old way would be to use a Wi-Fi router and some kind of an extender. Um, and if you've ever used those, you know how terrible those work. If you can get them working, they don't stay working for long. The speeds are terrible. Um, so all of these devices uh, create mesh networks. And essentially what they do, uh, some of them works, you know, minor differences. But essentially what they're doing is creating uh, one wireless network that uh, use multiple radios so that as you get further and further from say the modem which may be on one side of the house um, that the speed doesn't degrade as much in some cases it doesn't degrade at all um, if you've got you know ethernet jacks throughout the house you can plug them in to a wired connection and they will broadcast the wi-fi signal uh, and continue to you know be great and strong or you can just do it as a wireless network so you've got one you plug it into the modem set up the next one um, it's super simple uh, it makes it so easy to you know root out dead spots um, but there are some considerations so price is usually what keeps people away from these um, there's great deals to be had on the OnHub products from Asus and TP-Link. You can just Google uh, OnHub router. Um, I've got one from TP-Link. I purchased one and sent one, can set it up and send it to my mom um, so that she didn't have to ever think about it again. Um, those run about $120 on sale. Um, if you've got like a super small studio apartment say and you're thinking well i don't really need anything that covers you know a 1500 square foot uh, house or apartment uh, you can get a plume for 69 dollars um it's dead cheap um the plume as a side note is kind of different eero luma google wi-fi on hub um all of those pretty much um come in one two or three packs and they usually cover about 1500 square feet per unit so if you've got you know a 3000 square foot house you would buy two uh, if you've got you know more than that you'd buy a third one you can you know put one on each floor of your house put one in each corner um, plumes a little bit different and that they have you put one device per room so um, you basically just count up the number of rooms in your house and that's how many plumes you need. You get discounts as you buy uh, more. I think they have three and six packs, um, but super easy. Once you've got the first one plugged into the modem, you essentially just keep tapping next and walking around to rooms and placing new pods. Um, they come in three great colors. Um, but and all of these devices also have cloud learning. And so plume kind of says that they you know are doing even better than everybody else um, at um, cloud learning so that you know they learn your habits so if they say you know wow every Sunday at 2 p.m. 
we just suddenly get a lot of traffic. Uh, so maybe it's Sunday football. Um, and so it knows like, hey, Sunday at 2 p.m., there's going to be a lot of traffic. Um, that's going to be, you know, in this one part of the house. So we're going to, you know, route, route it this certain way. Um, they're constantly optimizing, constantly learning. Um, and most of the other devices, you know, kind of do the same thing. Uh, Plume also does frequency hopping. So that as you place all these pods around the house, they're not all talking on the same uh, frequencies back to each other. So they're kind of talking to each other in one language on one frequency and talking to devices on another, eliminating interference, keeping uh, your traffic moving quickly. The big thing here is that security. Security and speed. Um, if you're... If you've got a faster internet connection now and you're trying to get to 4K, you need an 802.11ac network anyway, which all of these provide uh, with backwards compatibility. Um, but you basically just set these up and they handle the security. Um, and some of them you can fine tune, you know, till the cows come home. But uh, amazingly um, huge vulnerability in most households. Um, are these routers that just never get updated. Um, hopefully Apple's also going to get in on that with their airport extremes and expresses. Um, and then the final area is a VPN or proxy. Um, oh, I forgot to hit price on the routers. So those go anywhere. The, you know, Plume start at $69 for one. So if you've got, you know, a micro studio, 69 bucks and you're up and running. Uh, Google Wi-Fi, believe starts at 129 for a one. Uh, Eero is 199. The on hubs, like I said, um, if you've got like a 2,500 square foot house or smaller, and you don't have reception issues, an on hub is a great deal. Um, and you can also add Google Wi-Fi and on hubs as you go if you need more coverage. Um, the Eero 3-pack is the most expensive. Um, that's $399, but they do a great job. Uh, and the plume scales depending on the size of your house. Uh, so if you have a massive house, the plume may be six, $700, um, depending on how many rooms. But they also do a great job of uh, filling out coverage. So VPN and proxy service. Um, so if you've worked in a large corporation, you probably have experience with a VPN. Uh, it stands for Virtual Private Network, and it basically helps create a secure connection. So if you're out in the field for work, um, your IT department doesn't want to expose things just to, to the internet. So they set you up with a VPN, which connects to you know your work network, lets you securely access all of your applications and data. Um, but you can do this in your private life as well um, help secure your connection when you're connected to public Wi-Fi so the you know time-tested example is somebody who um, spends a lot of time maybe at Starbucks or um, on campus and wants to really lock down that Wi-Fi connection uh, VPN is a great way to do that um, I recommend private internet access they are known for not keeping any logs so essentially, um, if the NSA or the FBI comes even with a valid warrant, um, there's nothing for private internet access to turn over. 
So they can't say, well, yeah, Matt connected from, you know, this Starbucks IP address um, at so-and-so o'clock. Or, you know, he accessed this content. They keep no logs. So there's no paper trail. Um, private internet access also provides a proxy, um, which is important if you are maybe torrenting stuff, downloading perhaps uh, illegal content, uh, which I don't recommend, um, but they have a great proxy um, that uh, you know provides that same uh, security layer of no logs. Um, but really, if you're, you know, constantly on public Wi-Fi networks um, or you're, you know, traveling, say maybe you're traveling to Russia to meet with Vladimir Putin, um, you're going to want a VPN. Um, some of these, especially for uh, computers, you can set so that they have a kill switch. So essentially that if the VPN connection gets dropped your computer stops trying to connect to the internet. Um, essentially what that does is um, prevents you from connecting to the VPN, thinking that you're secure, it losing a connection, but you still try to send out information. Um, so that's a great way to protect yourself while you're web browsing. Um, you know, if you're only using a desktop or a laptop at home, probably not a big deal. Um, but if you're out and about, um, connecting to a lot of public Wi-Fi networks, VPN is definitely worth $40 a year uh, to protect your uh, data. All right, so that is the security podcast.